Hola, y bienvenidos desde Costa Rica. Yo soy Ruby Bodhi, directora de Innovación y Instrucción. Spring Break están aquí. Viajo a Costa Rica para aprender español en la programa de inmersión Nosara Spanish Institute. También estoy surfeando, buscando, bailando salsa y tomando sol. Te traigo este episodio de La Playa Guiones. Hello, and welcome to Costa Rica. I am Ruby Bodhi, Director of Innovation and Instruction. Spring break is here, and I have traveled to Costa Rica to learn Spanish at the Nosara Spanish Institute's Spanish Immersion Program. I've also been doing a fair amount of surfing and diving and salsa dancing and getting plenty of sunshine. I bring you this episode from the beaches of Guiones in Nosara, Costa Rica in Guanacaste province. This is one of my favorite places on the planet. That is the sound of the waves crashing on the beach. As I sit on the beach, I am reflecting on all the incredible instruction I was able to observe in classrooms this spring. I have had the pleasure of visiting the middle school and high school classrooms this spring for some quick visits, and I am excited to share with you in this episode the effective instructional practices that I have seen happening in the classrooms. Spring break is a great time for reflection. Now there's no way I could ever have near enough time in one episode to share all the incredible things that I get to observe as I visit classrooms, but I hope I can share some ideas to inspire, enlighten, or just spark conversation about teaching and learning. One of the first things I am reflecting on is how restorative practices are creating a positive culture in our district and changing the way teachers approach situations and the language we're using with each other. One of the experiences I was able to be a part of was in Mr. Davis's PE classroom. After participating in an activity, we all sat in a circle and students shared with the group what they appreciated about a student. Students shared things like, I really like how she helped me when I was struggling and she's always helpful to everyone in class. Another student shared, I don't know so-and-so too well, but I'd really like to get her to know her more because from what I see in class, she's really nice. It was clear that this is a regular part of the classroom culture and students take turns sharing what they appreciate about each other and what they are grateful for about each other. As students shared these positive comments of gratitude about this particular student, her entire face lit up like sunshine. It made my heart warm to observe the positive relationships growing between students in PE class. I stopped in a few weeks later and observed students playing a game and resolving a tie on their own by immediately going into a game of rock, paper, scissors to solve the dispute, and then they continued right on playing. I believe the result of this gratitude practice has created a culture of belonging where students respect each other and solve their own conflicts. Another reflection I have as I walk along the beach is the specific feedback that teachers have been providing in the classroom. Effective feedback is one of the strategies with the biggest effect size in John Hattie's research on visible learning. I observed this in Mrs. Hansen and Mr. Seiler's language arts classrooms. Students produce some impressive writing in these classes and I can tell it is due to the timely and specific feedback they are receiving from these teachers. Not only did these teachers provide specific written feedback all over the paper, but they took the time to meet one-on-one -on -one with each of their students and provide verbal feedback to them as well, as they worked on the revisions in class. It wasn't about receiving a letter grade. 
It was about the quality of the writing and what they could add to their piece of writing. They didn't just receive feedback such as good job or well done. They received specific feedback such as you did a nice job adding transitions here. Now, add more descriptive language within this paragraph. Then they took the time to instruct students on how to make these changes in their writing. This is the type of feedback that really promotes growth and learning at a high level in the classroom. As I sit here on the beach, the sun is beginning to set and the surfers are still out riding the waves. They're so fun to watch. Think about some other great teaching practices I observe in classrooms this spring. I observed the art of scaffolding in Miss Mater, Mr. Arnold, and Mrs. Sunday's classrooms this spring. This is a critical teaching practice that is easily forgotten when we just focus on the end product or activity we want students to do. These three teachers prompted thinking by beginning with activities or questioning at a depth of knowledge level one or two, where students recalled information, vocabulary, and meaning, and then they went into a depth of level three phase in relating this information to some past knowledge and experience, and for their final product showed learning at a depth of knowledge level four, where they were analyzing, and evaluating, or creating. In Mrs. Sunday's class, she did this through stations that built on the level of critical thinking and aimed for students creating in the end. In Mrs. Mater's class, she masterfully scaffolded students into a lab activity where they began answering questions and recalling knowledge, then making predictions based on previous knowledge, and in the end drawing conclusions and evaluating their own work. In Mr. Arnold's class, students explored the succession of South Carolina through three primary sources and went from interpreting, to summarizing, to rationalizing, to evaluating South Carolina's justification for succession. Some recent conversations and classroom visits I have had with two teachers brings a smile to my face as I sit here and think. I want to applaud teachers Mrs. Bash and Mrs. Schmidt, two high school teachers, for together tackling the challenge of Socratic seminars in their classrooms for the very first time. This is a powerful instructional practice that promotes critical thinking and communication at the levels we intend for global outcomes to be implemented. Socrative seminars are hard to implement well. These teachers planned together, they implemented together, reflected together on Socrative seminars in their classrooms to provide students the opportunity to take their learning to a higher level through cooperative argumentative dialogue. They provided scaffolding for students along the way to build up expertise in at least one energy resource so the students entered the seminar with knowledge they could share to form their argument or question others about potential energy sources. I had the pleasure of attending the middle school field trip in Fort Collins. What a blast! The entire school took the day from regular instruction and left the classroom. I took my iPad and microphone with me to catch some of the comments from students about what they gained from the field trip on the way home. So here we are riding the bus home and you just spent the day at the Museum of Discovery and the farm. So what were some things that you liked that you discovered today? I like the cool um, experiments with like the making your own instrument. And I like the little like camera where you put like a dead ant in there. like under the camera and you can see it up close. I liked the the tornado thing where you 
you get on like this thing and like there's air coming out as like you're next to tornado. It's like how you feel when you're in a tornado. There are more instruments than you think, more about, you know, sound waves and stuff. That like the music room was pretty cool. Yeah. And like uh, the part where you got to like play the guitar, that was pretty cool. Yeah. That, I really like that Fender guitar. That like all black Fender guitar, I really wanted that one. Found a shadow wall, something like that, where you press a button, I'll take a picture, and your shadow will be on the wall. We also learned about space and other different planets. Oh, we learned about uh, different kind of animals. There's animals in this one exhibit. Well, not exhibit, but a little place. Yeah, there, there's a bunch of animals. You got like tarantulas, frogs. I like the water but, one. Yeah. We're like, the it's like, yeah, the, the, it's like, I don't know, like that. Yeah. It, it like shakes the water and it has like little holes in it. It looks really cool. They have that with sand too, except the sand is in the tube, oh, yeah. not in a pot. Well, we also got to go to a farm. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Did you feed any animals? Um, we pet some of the animals and we didn't get to feed them, but we got to like pet them and it was pretty funny because some of uh, my friend Gael, he would come up and try to pet the sheep, sheep, and it ran away. So it was pretty funny because he was like the sheep was making fun of him. I pet a goat. <laughs> Did the goat pet you back? Nah. What? Uh, now this is kind of fun to take you step out of the classroom and go kind of just be outdoors and explore. It's a nice day, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Yes. The field trip was perfectly organized and executed by the middle school staff. Students were split into groups and were given three different experiences. In the group I was with, our first experience was the Museum of Discovery. If you haven't been there yet, I definitely recommend going. It is full of Colorado history, music and sound, light and physics, and more. It is created and designed for participants to just explore nature and the sciences at their own pace. Every exhibit includes hands-on exploration that triggers questioning and inquiry. This is what discovery sounds like at the museum. Discovery is noisy. After spending time discovering, we took a nice walk together down a path that led to a farm. Here students got to interact with different animals and search for a hidden pot of gold. There were chickens with chicks, piglets, turkeys, goats, horses, cows, and ducks. It was a nice place to enjoy our lunch. After enjoying our lunch on the farm, we headed back to the Museum of Discovery and watched a movie at the Dome Theater. The theater screen arched like a bubble above our heads and we leaned back and we watched a movie about the history of humankind and the wonders of space discovery. The field trip provided a great opportunity for learning, discovery, and exploration outside of the classroom and promoted the global outcomes of critical thinking and problem solving. Thank you to the middle school staff for offering this opportunity for our students. 
I also observe some great teaching practices from promoting critical thinking and problem solving and creativity inside the classroom this spring as well. In Mrs. Caracello's classroom, students were designing and creating games for younger students to play. In this class, students also created passion projects where they were the creators and had choice in the planning, the process, and the product they create. Mrs. Caracello partnered with elementary teacher Mrs. Barather's fourth grade students, and the students at the middle and elementary school got to share their Genius Hour passion projects with each other. In Mrs. Mader's team class, students created marble runs out of recycled materials. In Joe Fry's team class, students work on various projects that they created through design thinking. Many different community members come into the classroom and help students with these passion projects. A student showed me how he took apart a Raspberry Pi to explore how it worked, and then he rebuilt it and is coding it to perform different tasks. A group of students were working on a web page design for a local community group. A group of students were working with a local community business owner to help him plan a new business in town and design the marketing and web page. In addition, students worked on creating their own podcast stories to enter in a contest for National Public Radio. In Mr. Verdon's classroom, students were preparing for a debate about the ending of a novel they recently read. They were put into small groups of two or three, and they were gathering evidence from the text to support their claim. There was a group of students tasked with creating the rubric and scoring the debate. They presented it for the rest of the class for feedback. The teacher circulated the room and prompted critical thinking through strategic questioning, and in this class, students were the creators not only of the debate, but also how they were assessed and measured. All of these classrooms had students at the center of learning, designing, discovering, and thinking. The sun has set now, and it's time to take a walk through the jungle back to the Costa Rican family that has so graciously welcomed me into their home. The jungle really comes alive when the sun goes down. My last reflection as I walk home is on the freshman class capstone presentations and the feeling I had when I walked away that night. These students put so much time and energy into creating some passionate presentations for the community. These projects encapsulated all of the global outcomes, especially global awareness and compassion, collaboration, and perseverance. Student groups struggled along the way. Teachers struggled along the way and many wanted to give up, but perseverance was demonstrated by our students and teachers and the presentations were nothing short of spectacular. Perseverance is something I find difficult to teach in education and the freshman team of Ryder, Thomas, Gallagher, Schmidt, and Bash tackled this challenge. The topics chosen for the capstone presentations are difficult topics to discuss and controversial topics going on in our world today, such as gun laws, gender identities, pollution by large corporations, dating violence, immigration, and mental health. As students presented the theater performances to the audience, it became apparent how much these topics mean to the students and how passionate they are about them. These are issues that affect their lives in a major way, and we have so much to learn from our students at Estes Park High School. Adults were the authentic audience, and we opened our hearts to our students, and we listened. We listened to them talk and present their claims and evidence of hot-button topics and proposed solutions. Students had a limited time, I believe only about a month, maybe less, to put these projects together. Students took these issues and had to work as a team together to empathize with the topic from both sides, to look for evidence from both sides, 
and then work together to find a common ground and solutions to present to their audience in a creative way. I don't want to fail to mention the level of creativity that went into their theater performances. Many of the performances brought audience members to tears. One I felt specifically powerful was the way students in the group on dating violence presented their platform. They wrote it with parents in mind for their audience, and it shocked me how real the stories were that they revealed through poetry and how much emotion went into their performance. The group tackling gun violence added humor to their production, which was needed for a very hot-button topic, and did an incredible job presenting views from both sides and implementing facts and statistics into their production in a humorous way that the audience enjoyed. Each group was equally impressive with the thought that went into writing, the sounds, the visuals, the props of their performance, even their costumes played a role in the message that they were sending. The performances were powerful. The team of ninth grade teachers worked through the struggles and taught resilience to our young students. They taught them compassion for each other and empathy, deep listening, and how to collaborate and find solutions together. The level at which global awareness and compassion and perseverance have been taught and fostered with this group of freshmen is exactly what we are striving for with our global outcomes. This freshman team of teachers is not doing what's easy and falling back on traditional teaching practices. They are creating new powerful instruction and providing experiences for our students that will last them a lifetime. The Heath brothers wrote a few books, one called Made to Stick and another called Moments. And they write about the science behind how some experiences in our lives we remember forever and some we forget. When we reflect back on high school, many of us remember peak moments such as prom and graduation. But rarely do we have peak moments from classroom instruction that we remember for a lifetime. I believe these teachers were successful in creating a peak moment for students in the classroom that they will remember forever. Tackling a project like this is grandiose, and I applaud the teachers and students for what they were able to accomplish. I hope you enjoyed my highlights from classroom visits this spring. This is what excellent educational experiences for every student looks like. This is the product of our global outcomes and action at a high level. Those are the sound of howler monkeys in the trees above me. My signal that the sun has set and it's time for dinner in bed. Maybe it's the beach, the vitamin D from the sun, or just getting a moment in the day to relax and think, but I continue to reflect on all the hard work that teachers have been putting into their planning and instruction this spring. I am overwhelmed with gratefulness for our teachers. I hope you are all enjoying your spring break, and I'll see you back in the classroom. Buenas noches and pura vida.